I'm gonna I'm gonna preach Galatians 5. I'm gonna preach. I preached in the was it 8:30? I preached in the 8:30, the second installment of a series that we're in back home. I want to preach to you the first installment. I really am excited about this message. I'm gonna I'll I'll I'll, I'll read the verses to you and then I'll tell you why I'm excited about it. Galatians 5:19. Go there in your Bible. I'll read the scriptures and then I want to tell you why I love this message. Galatians 5. If you're there in your Bible, say, yeah. yeah. Seven people have a cell phone that has internet signal. <laughs> Galatians 5, 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. I just like that right there. Paul's going, if you're in the flesh, we all know you're in the flesh. It's obvious. Like, I grew up on Mr. T. Anybody grew up on Mr. T? What, what did Mr. T used to say? I pity the... He's basically saying, when you're in the flesh, you act in a fool, and everybody knows it. Your family knows it. Your friends know it. The internet knows it. You, when you're in the flesh, it's obvious. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits of rape. This sounds like a Dallas Cowboys fan. Fits of rape. Selfish and just disgusting. Just the more you read it, you're like, oh gosh. How about them Cowboys? Okay. Selfish ambition. Dissensions. Factions. Envy. Drunkenness. Orgies. And the like. Paul, Paul says, well, you're in the flesh. And he's just describing it. And he's going down the list. And, and he ends by going, etc., etc. It's not limited to the, I call these the dirty dozen. It's not limited to this. When you're in the flesh, he say, you never know where it would take you. You never know what you'll end up doing. They're the acts of the flesh. But God always transitions with, with, with interjecting when God gets a hold of your life. The flesh is one way, but when God gets a hold of you. But when grace gets a hold of you, but when you say yes to Jesus, but when you root for the Washington football team. I was trying to stretch out right there. Okay. Somebody's like, he's weird. It's a sweater vest. Get over it. But the fruit, <laughs> but the fruit of the spirit, I feel like my father in this thing, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, they have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I want to preach a message in this service. Write down the title. It's called, Are You an Actor or Are You a Producer? Are You an Actor or are you a producer? The acts of the flesh, that's when you're acting a fool. So let me ask you today, do you act or do you produce? Because a producer has fruit from their life. A producer, there's something coming out of you that's wholesome. There's com something coming out of you that's good. People can look and go, wow, you're filled with love. You carry such peace. Wow, how come you have joy in the midst of pain? Wow, you have self-control. Somebody cuts you off on the freeway and you just bless them in Jesus' name. That's all you said. 
there's something produced out of your life. Listen, what I'm trying to get you to understand is God's trying to get you to stop acting and he wants you to be a producer. Well, I'm in Hollywood, okay? I live in L.A. In our church, we got actors, we got producers. This little teenage girl came up to me on Easter Sunday. This is a true story. She came up and she said, Pastor Chad, I landed my first big role. I'm like, fam, you 18. Of course it's your first big role, okay? She's like, I land. I said, what did you land? She said, I landed this big role in a horror film. I said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You get behind, you, and you are not, as, as your pastor, you're not, you're not acting in some horror film. I want to ask you, are you an actor or are you a producer? Because God wants to produce out of you good things. He wants fruit to just be evident from your life. He, he wants fruit that will remain from you. He wants to get you to stop acting and start producing. I told you, I'll tell you a story of why this message means so much to me. On September 10th, 1999, I was in Bible college. I attended Bible college in L.A., my first stint in L.A., I moved to Los Angeles in 1998, and my freshman year of Bible college, I went to Bible college for one year. I only went to church two times. I just, I, I moved out of my parents' house in Seattle down to L.A. I was like, I'm going to be at the beach, okay? Just give me a year of having fun as a freshman. My sophomore year, I said, yes, I got serious about the call of God on my life. So September 10th, 1999, I was driving with my buddy up to Big Bear to go to our Bible college fall retreat. So we're in the car and he pops in a cassette tape. Young people, Google cassette tape. Just find out what that is real fast. He pops in a cassette tape of a teaching by a man named Creflo Dollar who started teaching Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8. Galatians 6, 7 and 8 says, Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. For God cannot be mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he shall reap. For the man that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But the man that sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. He started breaking down the Greek word for everlasting life. It's a Greek word called zoe. September 10th, 1999, I'm driving in a car. I don't realize it. God's giving me the name to our church. He's teaching me Zoe life, the abundant life that can only be found in Jesus. What did Jesus say in John 10, 10? He said the evil one came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And you ought to clap like you really believe. The abundant life is that Jesus life. We're in the car. We're driving up September 10th, 1999. We're driving up. I'm listening to this brilliant teaching, and God speaks to me as a 19-year-old. I had hair down to here, long hair, don't care. I did it because I couldn't get a girlfriend. They said surfers got girls, and so I want to be a surfer. <laughs> and I'm sitting there in that car, and I feel like God spoke to me and said, the reason why you are where you are is because you've lived your whole life led by the flesh. And I felt God arrest me and said, now as a young man, you're going to be led by the spirit. You will be spirit filled and spirit led. And that day, September 10th, 1999, changed my life. I'm here today because of that word where God said, you will not be an actor any longer. You're going to be a producer. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? 
God's trying to get a hold of your life. We can't act in the flesh and expect God to be good. We got to get into the spirit and allow God to do the things in us and through us that is his will for our life. Clap like you believe, like you're getting ready to produce good things out of your life. If, if, if you're going to do this, I just, I need you to understand what it looks like. Write down number one. I'm going to give you a few things to write down. The first thing you need to do is you need to block the intruder. There is an intruder that has been overtaking your body and getting you to act in the flesh that needs to be blocked after this service. Watch what the Bible teaches us. I love this in the Passion Translation, Romans 7. And now I realize it is no longer my true self doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. For I know that nothing good lives within the flesh of my fallen humanity. The longings to do what is right are within me, but the willpower is not enough to accomplish it. My lofty desires to do what is good are dashed when I do the things I want to avoid. So if my behavior contradicts my desires to do good, I must conclude that it's not my true identity doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin hindering me from being who I really am. Hear me today. The God you is the real you. The spirit you, that's the real you. Like the kind and generous, compassionate, loving, joyful. That's the real you. This fam, this you, I don't know who that is. I don't recognize that person. That is an intruder of sin that is overwhelming your life. We need to block the intruder. You need to get a Nest Cam, a Ring Cam, an ADT. Come on, clap today if you're willing. I'm blocking this guy. This is my true identity. The God stuff is the real you. That's why it feels good. That's why it feels right. God can take the meanest person and make them kind. God can take the stingiest person and make them generous. God can take the most unholy person and have them live in holiness. Come on, am I preaching to anybody that understands the transformation of walking in Christ? You got to block the intruder. You got to block the intruder. Somebody's been overwhelming your body. Somebody's been saying things out of your mouth. That ain't you. Be acting a fool. That ain't you. you. This is the real you. Block the intruder. We, we had a great Easter Sunday. We got in the pastels. We had peeps for Christ. We had an awesome Easter. Then we got in the car. We went in the minivan. We drove to Palm Springs. Jesus lives in Palm Springs, people. We had the best spring break with the kids. We got in the pool for Jesus. We had the fro-yo. We, we had the best time. We spent a week in Palm Springs for Jesus. Then we drove back to L.A. We walked in our house. We see, when I walked in my house, I seen these little droppings. I said, what? We're in the hallway, droppings. Go into my daughter's room, my Georgia, droppings. The boys' room, I don't care, droppings. We found there was a rat in our house. So there's two types of people in life. There are those that can solve their own problems and people that call people to solve their problems. So I got on the phone, I said, my man, you got to get over here right now. Guy came over in his gear. He got in our attic. He came down. He said, good news, not in the attic. Got in the crawl space. He goes, good news, can't find him in the crawl space. He said, bad news, though, I can't find him. He gave me an invoice. He's like, for this much money, I can solve your problems. I said, fam, you go away right now. Get behind me, Satan. I grew up old school. We used to set the mousetrap. Am I preaching to anybody? Put a little cheese and peanut butter in that thing. We'll catch somebody. 
So me and my boys, we put the traps all over the house. We put them in, we put them all over the, we're trying to catch that intruder. I need you to get serious about catching the flesh. I need you to get serious about blocking this intruder. Somebody clap like you're willing to say, I'm not willing to be an actor. I'm called to be a producer. Block the intruder. You need to block the intruder. You need to block. And listen, the more I block this voice, the more I block this, this craving, the more I say no to this side. Write down number two today. The more I yield to the positive, the more I don't even fight the negative. I don't even want the negative. You, you got you to gotta understand. You crave whatever you feed yourself. So if you feed the flesh, whoo, you're going to crave the flesh. You start gossiping, pretty soon you're like, hey, come over tomorrow night. Let's get together and let's gossip some more. Let's just sit around and talk about people. But When you crave the things of the Spirit and you say yes to the things of the Spirit, the more I say yes to the Jesus stuff, the more I crave the Jesus stuff. I want to listen to worship music. I want to be in the house of God. I want to turn to God in prayer. I want to give my tithes and offerings. I want to be in a small group. Nobody's making me show up to the dream team. I want to be on the dream team. I want to serve the house of God. The more I feed this thing, I crave whatever my appetite is, is whatever I, I feed myself. So listen, the more I say yes to this side, the more I don't even want this side. I don't know what you were eating during COVID-19, but during COVID-19, we were stuck in our house. I was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. We, I did 14 straight days of PB&J, and finally I posted a photo. I was like, this is what I've been eating every single day. So, and then as soon as I posted it, all the opinions in the comments, you need to eat it this way, you need to eat it that way. So I started making a different peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day. Just so you know, God loves crunchy peanut butter. And God hates strawberry jam. He's a grape guy. Grape, God, good. You understand? But it's like, I would wake up in the morning during COVID, and I, in this time, I was doing this peanut butter jelly time, and I would wake up, I would start to crave this stuff. Like, I can't wait to just, I, let me just teach you. If you put the peanut butter and the jelly in a bowl and you mix it together before you spread it, the glory will fall. I promise you, it's Shekinah. It's crazy. Some of these comments were good. They were helpful. Not all. Not all. Of course, not all. Some were helpful. You understand, the more I say yes to God, the more I don't even crave this stuff. I don't even want to walk in the flesh. I don't want to act this way. I don't want to indulge. This thing always offers more than it could ever pay. This thing costs you more than it could ever you could ever amount, uh, imagine in your life. So I got to say no to this stuff so I can say yes to the right stuff. Watch what Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 7. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, what is he saying here? Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Because some of the acts of the flesh are evident and obvious, and some of them are from your spirit. 
So, so some of these are just, they're outlandish. They're, you're doing this. But some of it is private. Like, we don't know that you're jealous. It's internal. We don't know that you're racist. It's in your spirit. So we need to get cleansed from all of this side, all of the flesh, of the flesh and spirit, so that I can be free and walk in the goodness of God and be led by the spirit. Come on, clap today if you're excited. I'm blocking the intruder. I'm, des I'm desiring the things of God. You're in a good place when you crave the purity of God's word. You're in a good place when you crave the house of God. You ought to get to the place where you're like, I don't even, you, you, ever, you ever crave a glass of water? Growing up, my mom would be like, have some water. I'm like, you're the worst. You hate me. Just say it. I want sunny delight, but you want me to have water. Now I get up in the morning, I go to my fridge. Why is my fridge water so good? I get a big glass of water. Just like, it's all I want, it's just water. Because listen, listen, listen. You ought to get to the place where this stuff you despise. You go, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to act that way. The more you feed your spirit animal, your spirit person, your, your, your true self, this is the true you. That is not you. When you act all, you, you ever act in the flesh and you, and you feel good? And then you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to be that person. That's not you. That's an intruder. That's sin. We are dead to sin. We are alive to Christ. We say yes to what God wants. We say no to what the flesh wants. This side will still kill and destroy. This stuff won't just delay your destiny. It will destroy your destiny. I've never seen anybody act in the flesh and get away with it. I've never seen anybody act in the flesh and go, wow, we really respect that. Thanks for doing that. You say, what is, what is, what is operating in the spirit? It's yielding to God. Jesus comes to the guys. They're in the garden of Gethsemane and, and they, can't, they, can't, they can't even pray. And he says, you got to understand, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I've got to feed this side. I've got to feed this side. I've got to feed this side. All of a sudden, my spirit has like a sumo wrestler appetite. It wants more of God. This side over here doesn't even want this stuff. I'll never forget one time growing up, this great Bible teacher, he called in one of his pastors on staff, kind of his executive, and he said, I need you to come to the house, and I got to repent of sin. So the guy drove to the house, and he was like, oh my gosh, what did he do? What did he do? This is going to be bad. He walked in. He says, Pastor, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm willing to receive you. And the pastor, he's like, really great Bible teacher, really good man of God, really holy man. He says to the pastor, he says, I got to confess. I got to confess. I did something last night. The pastor's like, oh my gosh, what did you do? He said, last night. I gave in. I ate Oreos. The pastor was like, yes, yes, we can still have a job. We can still have a church. That's not that bad. What is the pastor saying? I've been feeding my spirit so much, I don't even want little compromises. I don't want little sin in my life. I don't want little things, little lies, little deception, little deviant behavior. Clap like you understand. I'm feeding my spirit. I'm going to starve that thing over there. Clap a little bit louder like you're saying, I'm going to sow to righteousness. I'm going to sow to destiny. And I'm not going to be an actor. I'm going to be a producer. Right now, number three today, you need to understand this. Look at your license. Look at your license. You don't have a license to sin and get away with it. 
God didn't give you righteousness so you can become the righteousness of God and live in the flesh. He gave you righteousness so you could overcome the intruder. He says we are actually dead to sin and we are alive to Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let Jesus be back up on that cross. I'm putting my life up on that cross. I'm putting my flesh up on that cross. Jesus is my Lord. He didn't give me a license to do whatever I want to do and still expect the blessing of God. No, no, no. God cannot be mocked. For whatsoever a man sows that he shall, the man that sows to the flesh, you reap corruption. You sow to the Spirit. Look at the abundance of life. Oh, I love what Paul says, Romans 6. Watch what he says here. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left that country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? This is what happened in baptism. By the way, if you've never been baptized, you got to get baptized. It's an unbelievable declaration to everybody. My old life is gone. My new life has come. I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I say yes to the destiny that God has. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. Look at your license. What does your license read? In Christ, it doesn't say you have a license to sin. It says you have a license to walk in truth. Walk in the spirit, walk in righteousness, walk as a dead man that has crucified yourself and your flesh to say yes to the plan of God. I don't know anyone in the world that has a good license photo. I think when you go to the airport, the TSA is part just so they can make fun of our photo. Just so you hand them the license and then go. All right, go ahead. Come on through. You're good. It's a rough day, huh? <laughs> what, 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 what does your license read? It tells me your identity. It tells me your address. It tells me your hair color, your eye color. It tells me how tall you are. It tells me how much you weigh. It is an identity. I want to tell you, God has given you a license to walk in righteousness. He has given you a license to walk in truth. He didn't give you a license of compromise, a license of sin. He says, no, no, no. Now you are going to be led by the Spirit of God. You got the Spirit in you. You got the Spirit on you. You got the gifts of the Spirit on you so you can minister. You got the work of the Holy Spirit in you so he can lead you. He's your comforter. He's your reminder. He's your teacher. He is your convictor. He is the one that is in charge of your life. That's why the Holy Spirit will give you unctions. He'll give you a thought. He'll give you a phrase. He'll talk to you in the middle of the night. He'll give you a vision. He'll give you a dream. He's the Holy Spirit. He's not a dead God. He's an alive God. He's, he's an active God. He's working in you. He works the day shift, the night shift. He works the midnight shift. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you that's saying you need to forgive so-and-so. You need to, you need to pick up the phone. You need to reach out to them. You need to give money to them. Come on, somebody Somebody clap if you're willing to start being a producer. I'm blocking that intruder. I'm blocking sin. I'm blocking the flesh. I'm crucifying the flesh. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm feeding this side. I'm feeding my spirit because my license, according to the Bible, says I'm dead to that side. I'm alive to this side. I'm not my old person. I'm, I'm in a new country. I'm in, a, I'm in the grace camp, anybody else. I'm with Jesus now. Not, you can't even hold my past over me. That's gone. I'm new. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I am new. And I'm a producer. 
and I'm a producer. I'm a producer of the fruit. I've got fruit coming out of my life. I've got love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. I am walking with Jesus. It's a lifestyle. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. It's not something I do once a week. It's what I try and do every single day. See, some of us, you, you, you think that you want this, that, or the other. No, no, no. What you really want is fruit. What you really want is peace. What everybody wants after 2020. You didn't face one pandemic. You faced four pandemics. You went through health, finance, race, and an election. How much peace do you have? How much joy is billowing, billowing up out of you? How, how, much, how much gentleness and self-control are you exuding? How, 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 how much are you loving your neighbor like yourself? See, over here, when I get stuck at home with my four children in, 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 in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, there's a lot of flesh. And I got to get my life back to walking in the spirit. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to Christ. The more I feed this side, the more I don't even want that side. I don't want compromise. I don't want to live a life of indulgence. This stuff promised me fulfillment and it never could. This stuff said it would free me and it only made me further in bondage. This stuff said it would be the thrill of a lifetime. It's the devastation of a lifetime. But when I come over here, you ever just notice doing God stuff, living for Jesus? You ever just notice how it's like, life's just good. This is crazy. Got my sweater vest on. I feel good about myself. And like, it's like I'm happy. This is crazy. Like, life's good. I, I just, listen, life is already hard enough. I don't need more flesh. I need more spirit. I don't need to indulge more in all the dirty dozen. I need to yield more to the work of the Holy Spirit. Life is already hard. Don't make it harder. So when I walk in the spirit, it's like, wow, this is right. This feels good. This sounds good. This is good. I feel wholesome. I feel right. This feels like a, like a glass of water in the Sahara Desert. This is awesome. Because write down the last one, and a keyboard player, come join me. You need to taste the abundance. You need to taste the abundance. Some of you are like, last year left me bitter. Don't worry. Come and drink from God's water. It'll make you better. I'm disappointed. Life has tasted awful. Don't worry. You just do this God's way and you're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. But you can't see it when you're in the flesh. You can't feel it when you're in the flesh. It's only when you sow to the Spirit. Watch this. I love this verse. Last verse today, Romans 8. So then, my beloved ones, the flesh has no claims on us at all. And we have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. For when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if the life of the Spirit puts death, the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste His abundant life. We th Do you see what happens then? We then taste His abundant life. 
But if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then, we then taste His abundant life. The Spirit of God wants to put to death your flesh so you can come over to this side and then taste His abundant life. We're 19 years old. We're in this car. We're driving up big to Big Bear. We're going to go to this great retreat. He puts in the cassette tape. We start listening. Creflo Dollar starts preaching. And I feel God like I've never felt God before. Say to me, I have such a plan for your life, but you will never get there if you keep living in the flesh. And it was almost like all the compromises and all the things I was doing to bring fulfillment, they, they died in me that day as I said yes to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And out of me started to be fruit fruit that remains fruit that I'm still walking in today hear me you can never sow and reap in the same season so he actually says right after this do not grow weary in doing good for in due season you'll reap a harvest can you just look around at this amazing church you think we got here overnight you think this happened off a whim yeah let's just start a church 50 of us it'll be thousands it'll be easy just buy a couple buildings, have a move of God. It'll be nothing. No, it takes daily discipline to sow to the Spirit to see the reward and the fruit come out of your life. What God is trying to say to you, listen to me, God is very practical. God is not a man that he would lie. He's not a deceiver. God is not a man that he would change his mind. God says to you and I, hey, 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 I know there's a war. I know that there's flesh. As long as you're in this tent, as long as you're in the body, you're going to fight against the flesh. But I have given you the tools and I have equipped you to overcome the flesh and say yes to the spirit. And if, I love God's if, because God's like, listen, I'm a gentleman. I don't control you. I gave you free will. I gave you your own choice. You don't have to choose me if you'd like to choose me. Listen, I behold, I stand at the door and I knock. That if anybody wants to open the door, the Father and I will come. We will make our home in you. We will start to lead you and guide you. But it's a yes that you got to make. I'm sitting in that car and I'm like, are you telling me there's something better? Are you telling me there's something bigger? I died to myself. I went and got my hair cut. True story. I went and shaved my head. I was like, I'm going to be a Nazarite for Jesus. I shaved my head. I started so and sewing and sewing and I haven't stopped since. Somebody clap like you're going to stop being an actor and start being a producer. God's got something on you. God's got something in you. God's got something for you. Clap today like you're saying, Holy Spirit, arrest my life. I yield to you. I don't want the flesh. I don't want the intruder. I am crucified with Christ. You watch, you watch. Mark my words. Hear me, hear me. This, this whole church will change. Your life will change. Your marriage will change. Some of you, your biggest problem in your marriage is not that you don't like each other. It's just too much flesh. There's no peace. There's no gentleness. There's no self-control. So to the spirit. Say no to the flesh. Don't come to church and be like, God, you love me no matter what. Nobody's asking if God loves you. He loves you no matter what you touch, no matter what you smoke, no matter what you look at, no matter what you do. We're not asking about the love of God. I'm asking, do you want to taste and see that the Lord is good? Do you want to taste the abundance of righteousness? Do you want to taste from the fruit of what comes out of your mouth? Somebody clap today and thank God. I'm not an actor. I'm a preacher. 
producer. Let it flow out of you. 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 See, actors act. Actors act. Actors put on. That's church people. That's religious people. I'm acting good at church, but at home I'm a monster. I'm acting one way in public, but in private I'm a monster. You're not an actor. You're a producer. When you produce, you just yield. You say, less of me, more of you. I die. I die. I receive your love. I receive your acceptance. I receive your approval. I receive your favor. Come on, put your hand in the air. Jesus, I thank you that there's producers in the house. There are producers in the house. In this church, we're going to produce the abundance of fruit and faithfulness out of our life. I pray that today there are funerals happening in people's lives. We are crucifying the flesh and we are crucifying ourselves to say yes to the spirit of the living God. I, I, I pray that there are young people in this room like when I was 19 and I said no to the flesh. I pray there's young people here that get addicted to living spirit-filled, spirit-led lives. Young people. Young people that are getting zeal for the house of God. Everybody stand to your feet. I want to pray over marriages. If your marriage is struggling and you need more fruit in your marriage, more peace, more love, more joy, more patience, more kindness, lift your hand in the air. Marriages. God, I pray for marriages right now. Restoration where there's been acts of the flesh. The acts of the flesh have been evident. They've been etc. etc. I pray spirit come upon us right now. Arrest our tongue. Arrest our life. We yield right now. We pray healing in Jesus' name. Restoration in Jesus' name. Restoration in Jesus' name. I want to pray one last just response. I'm going to hand over the service. If you want to vow to God, if you want to say this to God, God, you got me. You got me. I'm in. I don't know what it looks like but I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted. I'm, uh, this is not who I am. You win. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Just tell the Lord right now. Jesus, I thank you for every hand that's raised. I thank you for the sincerity of decision right now. The authentic yield to what you're saying. God, I pray in Jesus' name, let these decisions be met with your grace. You said you give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Give the great exchange right now, the power to overcome. We block the intruder. We feed the spirit. We say yes to you. Let him taste and see that your living water, it will run in us. We'll never grow thirsty again because of how good you are. In Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's clap and thank God for His grace today. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Feel free to rate, review, and share with a friend. If you'd like to find out how you can get involved or partner with us financially, visit lifepoint.org or download the LifePoint app. Thank you for your generosity. We can do so much more together than we ever could apart. See you soon.